From DS Media Studios in Tema, Ghana, this is Two Peswas. Two Peswas is a weekly podcast where we cover a range of topics, from buzzing media headlines to music to highlights from the week. Each episode is co-hosted by myself, Peaches, and Eddie. Welcome to episode five. We're happy that you're still listening to us. Um, as usual, thank you for all the love and the likes and the Yay, shares and hi. all that. So we, we are really, really grateful for that. Uh, and without much ado, let's episode four. Yeah, episode five. Episode five. Sorry, <laughs> episode five. Let's go. <laughs> okay. So in the news this week, I have basically decided to dedicate this segment to French President Emmanuel Macron. Oh, la, la. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Now, I'm going to start by being fair and saying that I do actually quite like him a bit. I mean, mm-hmm. I feel like you don't get to be president of France at age 39 right. without being on your serious grind. Right. Like, I mean, that alone is impressive. I like the fact that he subdued Donald Trump's ego with one hand. Yeah, yeah, I know. I remember that. Trump, he was like, not up in here. No, no. Yeah. Let me squeeze your hand. And things like that. I also kind of look at him in a sympathetic light because I find his relationship with his wife very suspicious. Ooh, and oh, yeah. I feel like he's a victim of grooming and no one Ooh. helped him because he's a man. Right. Honestly. <laughs> because, I mean, for anyone who doesn't know, he apparently met his <clears throat> now wife when he was 16 and she was a teacher yeah. at his high yes, school. Yes, yes, And she was older than 40 him. years old at the time. <gasps> now, if he had been female and that was a male teacher, I mean, everybody would have openly condemned the thing exactly. and everything. Absolutely. And then have the nerve to talk about, oh, but they only started dating when he turned 18. It still, is yeah, so still. creepy. Mm. And yeah. Yeah, when you think of it, it is quite strange. It's very creepy. Yeah, and then apparently his parents tried to send him away to somewhere else. And then he finished school there and then came back two years later and they right. got married. I'm like, mm. yeah. <laughs> So anyway, there's a lot to, you know. But... um my issue here is I find that most of his comments in regards to Africa have been somewhat problematic. Right. And so that's what I'm going to talk about. So the first issue was he at the G20, G20 summit recently, he was asked a question about the Marshall Plan and about the possibility of France having developing some kind of Marshall type plan mm-hmm. for Africa. And now for those who don't know, the Marshall Plan was what, um, yay? I didn't do my homework properly. I, I, I don't okay, please. That. I think the Marshall Plan, was it for Japan after World War II or was that for Germany? I think it was Japan. Okay. In the aftermath of World War II, after they decided to level the people's country mm-hmm. with a bomb, they, they put together a, a redevelopment plan, uh-huh, which okay. boosted the economy and kind of made Japan what it is today, in mm-hmm. a way. It, it gave it the necessary injection of you know, um, aid and so forth. Right. So somebody was saying, you know, asked him, if there was a possibility of having something similar for Africa. And he said, more or less, that no matter, it's not a matter of money in terms of Africa, mm-hmm. and that Africa's pro- Africa has a civilization issue. Uh, right. right. And he said, the things we need are rigorous governance, fighting against corruption, mm-hmm. um, and a demographic transition. Because he said... You know, women are having, having eight, nine, yes, exactly. Yes, yes. I remember like that. 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 Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember that. Mm. So, so one that that did not go down well mm-hmm. for obvious reasons. And then also, again, quite recently, this is a, a week or two ago, he was in Burkina Faso, yeah. and 
you know, he did, apparently it's a tradition for French presidents to speak at the University of Ouagadougou. Right. They give a speech. Right. And it was basically even worse than the G20 summit because <laughs> apparently the students were talking to him, complaining about the conditions at the school, yes. uh, electricity issues, mm. air conditioners mm-hmm. were broken, blah, blah, blah. And he was basically saying that he doesn't understand why people are talking to him mm-hmm. as if he is their president, president right. right? And that he is even here to talk about how the paternalistic approach to, between France and African countries mm-hmm. it should end. Okay. And basically talking about how we should be more self-sufficient and right. whatever. Right. But apparently in the course of doing this, he was very sort of demeaning abrasive, yeah. and abrasive. Mm. And apparently at one point, the Burkina Bay president even what? got oh, him. Yeah. And he's like, oh, he must be off to fix the AC. <gasps> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I know and, he walked off, but I didn't know that's what he said. Yeah, when that. he was gone, I guess, Ooh. oh, he must be gone to fix the air conditioner that's kind of terrible. thing. And so what I want to say is, I'm basically one of those people where I operate by this principle. I will call my brother a fool all day, mm. but you, an outsider, do, call, do mm, not get to call, insult my family yes, members, yes, right? Yes. So... I don't necessarily disagree with anything he said, yep. but I feel like it is a bit rich and a bit, I mean, he has a bit of a gall for mm. the, given the historical, you know, influence or I shouldn't even call it influence, impact mm. that France has had on Francophone countries. Exactly. He is the last person that should be talking about civilization issues mm-hmm. um what development is because you actively contributed that's the to thing that. you've had you've had you've, you've you've had a role in in, yeah. in the way things have turned out so you can't just you don't say things you without you know to. without having some because sort of you, a, part of it is your fault like exactly. for example right. apparently so you know for, <laughs> france the, during the, when they were leaving colonization it was different from the british stuff because they always did indirect rule to mm-hmm, begin with mm-hmm. so when we're like go away they're like fine here are your keys yeah, bye yeah France was like, if you want us to leave, pay me. Mm. Pay me to go away. So yeah. to this day, yes. um, Francophone countries have to put their foreign reserves at the French treasury. Yeah, yeah. Um, any mineral resources that are discovered in any Francophone African country, France have first rights mm-hmm. to it. Mm-hmm. If the mm-hmm. government doesn't want it, it has to go through a French company. Mm-hmm. Before you, you cannot even open your bids to anybody else except French right. countries. But they, and yet they pretend like they they, 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 they do nothing. Like exactly. it's just you know some sort of your fault. The, the France still has a stronghold on Francophone like a vice Africa. Grip. Like, like a, really even i was even reading in my media class the other day they cannot even order like television shows mm-hmm. directly from let's say america and england dub it themselves mm-hmm, in show mm-hmm. they have to get the french dubbed is, version is yes wow. at like three that's, that's times slavery though. three times Sorry. the cost or something that's just ridiculous i mean th- basic things like that so you don't now get to turn around and be like you people need to do better mm-hmm. and blah 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 mm-hmm. how about you 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 you, you start you know, by really, yeah thank you Stop by. So I was very happy when Ekufado basically. I know, right? Here's that. You people say Ekufado is too known. Here's the advantage of having this a too known president. Good, good kind of we too known. See you. you come and you're like, listen, he was basically like, look, we don't really want, like, he really. Yeah, we're trying cute, to get away from that. In a yeah. cute way, let him have it right there. And he, he was just like. Do you see the way he was looking at Ekufado when he was talking? He was just like. He was like, ooh, who is this? I know. Ooh, I know. He came for me. Uh, yes. Maybe he thought Ekufado would kiss his ass. Or, or something, something like. You know? 
you know, the other one. No, 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 not up in here. Okay. <laughs> so that was my uh, little in the news this right. week. Yes, that's a Emmanuel good Macron wiling out of control. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, thanks for that. That's cool. So in my in the news, that's it's a bit on a lighter, oh, but sort of still sort of heavy note. So an Indian bus passenger was arrested over smelly socks. I'm not. Where sure. is this? This is in India. So, <laughs> so the story was that this guy was on the. <laughs> <laughs> this guy was on the bus and then he removed his socks and apparently the passenger started complaining. Was because, though. Yes, and he was like, hmm, you wait. And uh, the passenger started complaining because his socks were so smelly. So at some point they stopped us at a police station. I guess they arrested him and, he, and he's he's out on bail. <laughs> so like I mean I mean when you read the headline or you read the story, it's sort of haha, it's a very funny story. But then for me, it just makes me think about the issues that we have in Ghana as well. And I'm, the thing is, I'm always going to relate many of these things to Back Ghana. To Ghana. Ghana is hot. <laughs> Ghana is hot. So when you're, when you're taking care of... I'm not even going to talk about socks because we don't have... To, I don't think mm, we have a socks wear. problem. Yeah. But Ghana is hot. Ours is too a problem. Oh my God. That's, problem. that's exactly what I was going to talk about. Like there are too many stinky pits around. Yeah. It's just... I just feel like people are not taking care of themselves. Have you ever gone to the mall when all these JSS and SS uh, people are on vacation? It's like a, a sweat, sweat hey. fest. It's so bad. It smells so, so bad. Are people not taking care and of I themselves? And I remember that, you know, even in life skills class, either, it wasn't even about deodorant because the books are outdated. They, yes. they say rub lime under your arm. I was just going to say, if, you're go, if you don't have money for deodorant, before you go take about five minutes, ten minutes, just rub some lime in your pits. And then take a shower. And add your crotch too. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like this is just out, like out of, out of. For me, it's, for me, I find it actually very offensive. It's the same with body odor, the same with bad breath. You it's can't come and be, yes, mm -hmm. you can't come and be talking to me and you have bad breath. Am I supposed to hold my breath till I pass out? <laughs> Do I tell you? Do I offer you some gum? It's hmm. just, I, I feel like people are not, are not being considerate. So really, if you if you're gonna have a sh if you're gonna take a shower, please. We, we've talked about the lime bits already. If you're brushing your teeth, just don't brush your teeth. Brush your tongue as well. Let mm. your tongue be more pink than it's white. <laughs> you know, just make sure that you're doing doing all these things right. And I have a story actually. I'm I requested an Uber. Like for me, I'm a I'm just an Uber. I, I take Uber way too much. They should send you a Christmas I present. I know. So I requested an Uber. The guy had rolled up his glasses. His glasses. Oh, oh. It was air. It was like air conditioned. Woo! <laughs> when I got into the car, <laughs> it was so bad. Like it was really smelled of like animal crap. Ooh. It was bad. It was bad. It was a hot day. But then I told the driver that you know what I'm, I have a cold, so could you just mm. roll down oh, the charming. roll down the window so that we just get some fresh That's air? That's not right. So you're there sweating. I know just it was it was just really really terrible. So my thing is just Ghana is hot. Let's take care of ourselves. Let's not assault others with our, with our <laughs> offensive smells and and, and and get arrested like the Indian guy. I, I mean I don't think it's gonna happen in Ghana, but let's let's not let's, yeah, let's like be half the population would be. Themselves. I know it's it's so bad. People are just so smelly, so smelly. Oh so let's let's fix that. And that that's that's my news. <laughs> <Thank you. laughs> right. Oh, oh boy. All right. So. 
song of the week. Yes, song of the week. And as you saw, I have two songs this Me week. Me too. I have, oh, yeah? I have two okay. songs as well, yeah. Now, um, I've had the blues actually since sometime last week. I don't know what triggered it or whatever, but I've been feeling very down. Aww. And uh, so the my <laughs> songs this week are very different from the songs I usually talk about. Okay. Because uh, even Misery needs an appropriate soundtrack. If you would. <laughs> <laughs> so, and so both these songs are actually from two of my favorite, favorite artists. I have very eclectic music taste mm-hmm. and uh, these two songs will reflect that. And they're very, they're both very melancholy, but okay. also very magical in their own way. Mm-hmm. So the first one is called How My Heart Behaves mm-hmm. and it is by Feist. Now Feist is a, she's a Canadian Right. Um, indie artist. Okay. Um, her genre is like uh, folk, pop, alt rock, things like that. Mm-hmm. And that song is off her third album. It's called The Reminder. And it is a beautiful album. Like, actually, you should just try and get into mm-hmm. the whole album. Okay. Gorgeous. Right. And this song is just perfection. Like, I can't listen to it without crying, basically. Aww. And uh, <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's just beautiful. And uh, so check it out. The second one is called Twice. Mm-hmm. And it is by a band called Little Dragon. Okay. So Little Dragon are actually a Swedish band, mm-hmm. a Swedish electro. They do like electro soul, ele- like really eclectic music. Okay. Right. And they have a lot of upbeat songs. Uh, one is called Clap Clap. Mm-hmm. And they have a song called Constant Surprises. Okay. But uh, this is probably my favorite song of theirs. One of my favorite songs of all time. And it's called Twice. Twice. And again, it's very melancholic, very moody, but it's, and it, and maybe you'll find it boring, but mm. if you listen in the right mindset or in the right mood, I think you'll you get into it. it. And okay. it's just, I don't know, it um, has a profound effect on me. Good, so yeah. Definitely worth checking out. Very. Yeah, yeah. And their lead singer is half Japanese. I mean, they're just a really interesting, mm. yeah, a Swedish Japanese chick right. with a black woman voice okay Okay. i thought she was black in the beginning (laughs) yeah her name is yukimi nagano yeah really really cool band actually so yeah feist how my heart behaves Mm -hmm. and twice by little dragon those are my songs wonderful Mm -hmm. check that out okay so in my song of the or songs of the week we're listening to la musica cubana (laughs) so i have a thing for like sort of latin american kind of music and i remember just before i left for uni this is like centuries ago obviously (laughs) (laughs) i used to listen to (laughs) (laughs) i used to listen to a lot of um but this is a paraguayan group they're called Mm. los paraguayos and Mm. i really loved like i really loved their music but today I want to talk about Ibrahim Ibrahim Ferrer. I don't know how to pronounce his last name. Ibrahim Ferrer or Ferrer. Ferrer I don't know. Ferrer. Mm. And the first song um, I'll try not to massacre it. It's called Guajuanco Callejero. If you speak <laughs> if you speak Spanish and I'm, I'm wrong, forgive me. So this song is also like sort of an, an upbeat, uh, upbeat song. It's yeah, it's Cuban. It's nice. It's 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 it's, it's just nice to listen to. Really, mm. it's not not much to say on there. And the second song is for, by the same person, Ibrahim Ferrer, and it's called Buenos Hermanos. Um, good people. Yeah, yeah. Okay, good I know, but it's good. Uh, <laughs> see. <laughs> so um, I I watch Narcos. I watched the the season three, I think, of Narcos, and I I remember hearing this song on there. On there, mm-hmm. yeah. 
and I knew I'd, I'd heard it before, so I went went and did my my research, and, and I found out. Oh, yes, yeah, actually, guy. Ibrahim, exactly, Ibrahim Ferrer. The album is also called Buenos Hermanos. So if you can go listen to it, it's a, it's a really good album. And he was actually also part of Buena Vista Social Club. Yes, I know. Yes, that. exactly, they're, exactly. They're they're also like, like brilliant. Yes. So so go check it out. Really, really good music, and that's that's my bit for awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, awesome, awesome, awesome. So keeping the train full steam ahead. Okay, so my what the f this week is probably my favorite what the f I've ever done. <laughs> All right. So far, like I've been doing this for ten years, but so far it's my favorite. <laughs> yeah. And shout outs to Duru, aka King Cool, for bringing this to my attention. Woohoo! Shout outs to you. <laughs> so we're over. We're you know hopping on a plane and heading back to Nigeria again. Oh boy! Yes, <laughs> Niger. Una don four hand again. Oh, oh Niger, you wait have you four do hand. Now. <laughs> and barrels Those barrels molds. <laughs> okay, so my what the F this week is dedicated to the governor of Imo State, mm-hmm. whose name is I well, I hope this is how it's pronounced, Rochas Okorocha. Okay. Okay, so he's a new governor of Imo State. Now Clearly, the man is just an eccentric idiot. In a, let, let me, okay, now they're going to come for me, but whatever. <laughs> so recently, this is somewhere back in October, he was in trouble. I mean, outside of the usual uh, corruption, mm. nepotism, blah, blah, blah. Right. He decided it was a perfect time to build a statue for, to Jacob Zuma. Oh, in Nigeria. At, in Nigeria, Whoa. in Imo State, <laughs> at a cost of $1.4 million. Okay, this Priorities. huge, in, thank you. Priorities, now, at the people. time that this statue went up, government workers in Imo State had not been, been paid, paid for yeah. months. Yeah, the typical nonsense. Months. Mm-hmm. And, he, and they asked him why, first, and then other people pointed out that Jacob Zuma is under investigation. He's facing, like, 700 corruption charges. <laughs> <laughs> 700 or, or one more. Person. One person. <laughs> so they're like, if you're going to honor anybody at this time, hmm. is it Jacob Zuma? Zuma? Is he yeah. really like, what's his justification? Symbol? Thank you. Okay. And he's like, well, he dear. That's who he admires. So. <laughs> <laughs> like, what's this though? <laughs> and because he know they hear word, okay, <laughs> Now, he said he has plans to unveil a statue now of Ellen Sirleaf Johnson. What? Johnson Sirleaf. As in he's unflappable, <laughs> he's unstable. He's unstable. You know yeah. Okay. Like, and that's not even my favorite slash worst thing he's done. Mm. Okay. So then full steam ahead now. This recently, he just appointed uh, commissioners for Imo State. Mm-hmm. And... He decided it would be a brilliant idea to make his own sister the commissioner for happiness and couples ah, I fulfillment. Heard this somewhere. I heard that. Yes. I heard this. Her name is Mrs. Ogechi Ololo. And yes, she's she has a official position as the commissioner for happiness and couples fulfillment. I cry for Africa. <sighs> now let me go. And meanwhile, they're going to give you an office, they're going to give you cars, yes, they're going to give you a yes, budget. Exactly. So Money I went wasted. and miss it. Now, first of all, please, she's on Twitter. Go check out her Twitter. Oh, you just yes. die. Okay. She spill a lot of nonsense. <laughs> and she's always insulting people. I can imagine that. So she said that her mandate, she's like, in times where couples divorce is at an all-time high, I will use my good office to ensure couples in emo state will be fulfilled. And does I she, will serve as an example to the world. Does she have some license as a therapist or something? 
Another one. Um, her mandate is to ensure citizens of Imo remain happy despite economic meltdown. What? No indication of how, how she's she going to do, to do that. Yeah, any typical of this. political talk. Commissioner yeah. of Happiness. Like, are we serious? I mean, that's why I'm like, Nigeria, Charlie, sometimes you guys do it to yourselves, man. How, how is this man. They keep giving him obviously what are enormous budgets since you can spend one million on a statue alone. How does she still have that that, that job though? How is Your she still there? Is, she just started. Oh, she just started. <laughs> okay, okay. I hope I hope they take it away from her because that's not. Oh, that's they not want- like- and she's busy saying those who don't understand my brother should keep quiet. <laughs> and somebody was like, um, "Patience, Jonathan. Um, never was. I mean, I can't remember whatever she said, mm-hmm. but." Yeah, she said she needed to to be she needs to be replaced or something like mm. that. And then the woman was like, "It's your two front teeth that needs to be replaced." <laughs> She's so rude too. Yeah. <laughs> um, so you can see this woman has no business, no shame either. anywhere near mm. an official position, mm. which should not exist. Which is absolute trash. It's just a money suck. It's just a means to divert money to their own family. Commissioner for happiness. Nigerians do something. Nigeria, do, do better. Something. You yeah, guys are not, this is not right. Don't don't roll over and allow this rubbish. And I Come hope on. the way we like copying, I hope we don't start doing this. You know the way like, we That's are. a brilliant idea. <laughs> See. Somebody See. is sitting there somewhere mm. thinking, mm. ah, I should have thought of exactly. that. Exactly. I should have thought of that and make some free money. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, that's my WTF for the week. Okay, okay. That's that's, that's a good one. Whoa, statues of okay then. All right then. Commissioners for happiness and couple fulfillment. <laughs> It's so dumb, like couples fulfillment. <laughs> I mean, okay. it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. So yeah, so my what the f is on expensive borrowed wedding. Uh oh, mm-hmm. and it's Christmas time, aka mm-hmm. wedding season. Hello, mm-hmm. let's go. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so go. this is no. I mean, this is no secret that weddings are becoming like more and more expensive. And so my thought, my my thought is, how does a sane person? Go to a bank, borrow money to go have a wedding. Like, where is the sense in that? I don't get it. You would like, think I, the logic suggests if you can't afford a wedding, that means yeah, you're not getting married right, yet. Exactly. Or you're getting married <laughs> like in a, a very small, small wedding. ceremony. Or exactly. you go and sign. Exactly. And I don't understand. Is it that people are hoping to sort of recoup the money from the gifts that Maybe. they receive? Like, I don't, and then, I mean, I, this is gone. I've been to a couple of weddings. I don't see too many people going with gifts. They'll give you wedding. a blender. <laughs> <laughs> so, if you thought you'd make some work, I feel like, I guess that's why Ghanaian weddings have chairmen. They, oh, they have chairmen. Huh? I have, I have so been to numerous Ghanaian weddings where there is a chairman for the occasion. I'm like, oh, oh, oh. And what does he do? WTF what does he do? is that. <laughs> They just announce you, and I guess it's some big man. So I hope, I guess that's what is part of the stra. If right. you go and pick some oga and say he should come and be chairman, you're hoping that he'll give you uh, some give twenty thousand or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, I guess. So. Oh my goodness! And the thing is, I mean, I think we've all heard the horror stories about vendors going to attack people for their money because they haven't paid and all that. And I've I've talked to a couple of guys who say ah sometimes it's the lady you ladies you press you pressure you, you put pressure on us to get married but is it not if you if if you are in a relationship with somebody and your girl it keeps pre- pre- putting pressure on you to get married and you're telling her that you don't have that kind of money shouldn't that tell you something about the girl mm. shouldn't I tell that this girl is probably going to be irresponsible because when you marry her too she's obviously not going to accept the I don't have money, money. Re- exactly logic. so, so you, why are you, you doing you, that. 
But then uh, the other stories that a lot of girls also, a lot of women also say that, oh, but my friend had this big wedding. Mm. If I don't have this big wedding, then people will think that, mm, yeah, like, uh, oh, we don't have money, we're not rich, blah, 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 blah. And um, so my thing is that to, to those of you who have been married or who've been married before, like, is it really worth going into debt for your, for, for, for a wedding? Is it really, like, is it that serious ever? Because people... Is it that serious? I mean, they're just going to eat your food and leave and tell you that it, the food wasn't nice anyway. <laughs> I know, right? Really? So, so there's two things I want, I want to say is that I cannot see the value of an event where, you, where your return on investment is really close to zero, mm-hmm. especially in Ghana. You're, not, you're going to get some plastic cups, probably, <laughs> some napkins. Some, some Malcolm items. <laughs> you know, I was going to say Malcolm, but I said, maybe I'll say Malcolm. People say, oh. ah, why are you saying Malcolm? But no. Malcolm, I mean, yeah, anyway, so Malcolm <laughs> Blender. And uh, second point I'm saying that an event where you have to spend lavishly and mainly on guests who don't bring you any gifts, for one. Guess who are hoping for favors to go home with? Hmm. Guess who are happy that they've got free food to go to? So that after their wedding, on day one of you uh, living together, you're not sitting in your house. Hungry eat, oh, and broke. Out. Hungry and broke or eating Gary and sugar, wondering where you're going to get your next money from. Let's, let's, I mean, to those of you who are getting married, guys and, 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 and girls, just, just be a bit more reflective. There's no need for you to go get a loan to get married. You're not going to get any, any, any return on your investment. Let's, let's be a bit more... You know, a bit more practical in the things we do. If you can't afford a wedding, you either wait till you have money or just do something small. After all, at the end of the day, it's just going to be the two of you. Frankly the people speaking, who came to mm. your wedding are going to forget about you. They're probably going to say, They're oh, planning their next wedding yeah, that they attended. I know. <laughs> like, it was a nice wedding and then they forget about you. So let's be a bit more practical. That's that's my what the effort. That's great. Yeah. I mean, from my point of view, mm. if I have money, mm. honestly, I'm thinking of a honeymoon because that will benefit me yeah. and my man. <laughs> exactly. You and know? my wedding ring. I don't even <laughs> care about dress, whatever. Yeah. I, I like jewelry. I like nice jewelry. Mm. So, if anything, the bulk of the money is going to the little honeymoon exactly. we're going to take and my nice wedding ring, which That's I have to thing. wear forever. And after the thing is, I've never been a fan of huge weddings, honestly. I'd, I'd rather have you don't a little intimate. Yeah, knowing the people. people. It's, not, it's, it's just, and then you'll be sweating no, and walking no, around. No, no. Thank you for coming and you're just wondering, who are they? I mean, if you have money to spend, yeah, do you. But if you don't have the money, don't go borrowing. It's so shameful. Like, I find it so shameful. Though. And it lacks logic, to be honest. <laughs> it really does. Yeah, so that was my what the F this, this week. Thank you. Right. I hope you guys are listening. Go ahead, re- redo your wedding, but it's, it's not late. <laughs> yes, it's not. It's never too late. It's never too late. Oh, gosh. <laughs> okay, so in my two passwords this week, um, <clears throat> it's going to be on English language snobbery dun, 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 dun. or should I say English language hostility rather mm-hmm. okay so I guess we're on a colonial theme this week <laughs> <laughs> so I, I just want to in order to keep it I guess more organized I'm going to kind of frame it around very common uh, lines of logic that I hear mm. uh, surrounding English and African countries or not, you know, using English mm. and things like that. Mm. Okay. So the first, the first thing now, and it's usually around this sort of uh, performative Afrocentrism, mm. blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so they're always on one of these. Why do we still use the white man's language? Okay. Let me answer that question mm. for you real quick. Okay. Mm. So as far as I'm concerned, there, I don't feel like there have been any sort of ostensible benefits to having been colonized. Obviously, I mm. think that goes without saying. Right. That whatever div- 
when I think of what Africa would have looked like if the white people never showed up, I think of Wakanda. Shout outs to Black Panther. Mm. <laughs> It is this paradise of, you know, technological advancement, oh. yet still with the traditional vibes mm -hmm. and whatever. That's what I see in my mind. Right. Maybe it's just a pipe dream. Mm. But the thing is, we'll never know because we'll never they know. showed up, yeah. cut everything off and did their own selfish thing until we got rid of them. Right. Okay. But I feel like if there is any dubious, quote unquote, benefit to having been colonized, as far as I'm concerned... The only one, or one of the few ones that we have, is the ability to speak English. Right. And I'm going to talk about why. Hmm. One, English is a global language. It is a global language of commerce, of finance, of business, okay? There is a reason why Jap Japan, hmm. Korea, countries like that pay exorbitant amounts of money to yeah. people to come and teach, teach English. English in their yes. country. Yes. Now, mind you, some a country like Japan or South Korea, th they have self-sustaining economies, mm -hmm. meaning you could speak only Japanese, live in your country, and you can be a millionaire that mm. way. Fine. It's mm. not a problem. You could not... So they don't even need to be thinking globally in that way, mm. but they still understand that the world is in increasingly international and everything. So your ability to speak English is always going to be a benefit. So mm -hmm. if you can afford it, you go teach your kids English. Yeah. Okay. Even, even, and another example, like even Germany, like Germans are, they're comfortable in yeah, their society. Western Europeans yes. speak English. Yes, they Holland, or Sweden, stuff like that. They speak perfect mm -hmm. English and they don't need to because exactly. you can get a job in Sweden, be perfectly happy right. speaking Swedish your whole... But they still make yeah. the effort to do it. Exactly. Okay. And I remember I had to, I used to teach like people, professionals. I used mm -hmm. to teach them English yes. because your German alone will not, I mean, it's it's fine, but it will not take you All too the far. Places, exactly. You. Like globally, you've got to learn some English. So, so, yeah. So I'm saying English has allowed us to be immediately globally integrated. Yeah. Now, all the time, and again, we don't have the kind of economy where you can, unfortunately, mm. that is completely self sustaining. Therefore, English has is what has allowed those of when school is bad or the university is on strike, right. you're able to go to school abroad. Yes. You're able to get a job. And and I just read some stats that Africans remit billion dollars a year. Can you imagine and that, that is what and that's more exceeds any sort of aid or whatever. We those Africans abroad are who are propping up our economies, economies back yeah. home. Yeah. Without English, it would have been very, very difficult to Almost do. Almost impossible. Okay. Yeah. You know, and there are even two tracks. You can see those are you know are the hustlers they have mm. to you know then kind of walking through the desert yeah. you end up with some cleaning job if mm. you make it kind mm. of thing and mm. those who went through university and they have the english in your back pocket when you right. get there you can you know do accounting you can work in a back you can exactly you, do so your, many things your opportunities are almost limitless yeah. so when i hear people talking about we you know why are we speaking i'm like english has been a benefit look mm. at india mm -hmm. The, the the fact that they could speak English has, is what transform they and they got an entire middle class out of being able to become the go to destination mm -hmm. for outsourcing mm -hmm. tech yes, outsourcing yes, yes, call centers. It transformed the lives of like an entire millions of people because yeah, right. now they could earn dollars. It wasn't as much, mm. all from the fact that they can speak English. Right. Okay, so for that perspective alone, is a benefit of having English as our official language. Mm. The second point here is, when we're saying, why are we still speaking English? Why are we still speaking English? Mm. Inherent in that is a suggestion that it is a Ghanaian language that should be our official exactly. language. Exactly. And which, one are, we, 
Which one are we going to choose? Yeah, this last week. Yeah. You know what it's gonna be? Victory. And then everybody else is going to feel slighted, and then it's gonna be like, you know. So for the tribal, for the fact that we've avoided that tribal friction alone from having now they're like, eh, I can't have oppressed us again. Now we have to learn their language. Blah blah blah. From that perspective alone, again, it has given us a means of being of intercommunication even within our own country. Ghana has what 42 dialects or whatever it mm. is and even though tree is like some unofficial form of right, language right. officially it isn't a national yeah, language exactly. and I don't think that that has been necessarily a bad thing for mm. this reason alone because right. if it were that means you've marginalized everybody else exactly. once again yeah, exactly. I see. totally agree and for those of you saying we should make 10, 10 languages the official language it's impossible it isn't <laughs> there's no country in the even that has more than the, I think official language, I think maybe Switzerland, they have four. Right. And the co- that means every document you print, you print four of it. Every book you, you write for, every right. broadcast on television must yeah. be translated. It, is, it yeah. is exorbitantly expensive. It is not viable. It is not practical. Right. So from that perspective alone, it is not necessarily a bad thing that we speak English here. Hmm. I agree. Now, the other most famous one is that... Uh, don't judge my inability to speak English as a marker of my intelligence. Okay, well, this is what I have to say about that. It depends. Okay. It depends. It right. depends. Mm. Technically speaking, okay, what? Since 1957, English has been our official language. But mm. Achimota School, for example, was founded in 1927. Mm-hmm. And people have been speaking English well, well, well before, before. that. Mm. I'm not the guy. What I don't like is when they have these funny shows where they go to the market and then they go and yeah, make fun. People, yeah. that, is, that is rubbish. You're making a mockery oh. of people's... That I don't like. But let's say I know you went to SOS and then from SOS you went to Achimota. Ooh, and then shout you out went to, to SOS people. Hey, hey SOS. Oh, <laughs> and you went to Legon or whatever it is and you've emerged and you cannot write a letter in English. Then like, I'm sorry, yes. I yeah. am I am judging your like intelligence how? based on that. Because you've got the, either your teacher failed you or you, you yourself. Failed, you failed yourself. <laughs> because how can you class one to university how many years is that 20 so many, years yeah, or something yeah. one still subject, haven't got it right and you say you can't spell four letter words no mm-hmm. no no then in that case yes i'm judging your intelligence yeah, mm-hmm. so that's what i have to say in brief about you know english language and let's let's you know we i think we have this tendency to misplace our anger mm-hmm. you know what i mean mm-hmm. let us don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. Right, you right. know they they're they're you know and even people that say oh um let's make Ghanaian language look I don't have, I think, and you can come, you can contest this if you want. Mm-hmm. I don't actually think Ghanaian languages are equipped mm-hmm. to be languages of instruction right. or administration. We're going to have to add a, a whole lot of new words. People seem to be. We have language councils, yeah. but what do they do? In other countries, every time a new discovery is made or a new word, they actually update it. the mm-hmm. language officially. Right. How do you say paradigm in tree or, or ever? <laughs> yes, if you know, please please tell us. Paradigm, theorem, or whatever. Mm. Are you, how are you going to teach science in, in any Ghanaian language? <laughs> or are you going to go onto the floor of parliament to, to contest a right. bill or whatever? Right. How, how, how can you, your, yeah. your language cannot even do it. And that is not our fault. It's because we had this cut, mm. this abrupt cut where 
it, it wasn't allowed to develop because it was pushed out in favor right. of whatever English language or whatever. But now that they, we should have also been taking steps. Steps to, yeah, Apparently, to improve even all the these Vatican things. have a, a department where they make sure Latin is kept up to date. Right. There is a Latin word for computer. What is the Ghanaian or any language, tell me, for computer? How do you say computer? How do you say seconds in, in, yeah. in whatever language? So when we're talking about these things, let's try and be more practical mm, and more analytical. Let's think about, about not just saying things for saying sake. It would be lovely to to have, you know, a Ghanaian, a solid base of Ghanaian language where you can use it interchangeably mm, with English. Mm. But there are a lot of things that have to happen before that can happen. Yeah, that's going to be a Unless long process. the Ghanaian Language Council or whatever it is, whoever is officially mandated to be. Where are our official standard dictionaries for tree ever? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. House, whatever it is, sister, where are they? Where are they? So, I mean, we need to we need to really think about a lot of these things mm. and not just make these knee-jerk reactive statements. Yeah. Okay, so that's what I have to say. Come and say that I'm oppressed by my... <laughs> <laughs> so, that, that was your... That was my two passwords. Okay. Yeah. So, my two passwords is on keeping up appearances. mm and you're coming for people first is no, weddings I know like <laughs> you know, sometimes people just need a little bit of a reminder to know that some of the things we're doing we're it's, just doing because it's other not people are, it's not Nelson's <laughs> way at all <laughs> yeah so my thing is that don't do things you can't afford mm. simple simple if your friends are going to fancy restaurants and you can't go <laughs> sit in your house buy, buy your kinky buy your, <laughs> right, your, your fish and eat it if your colleagues are going to the Maldives and you don't have money, my friend, take your kids to Pram Pram, go to the beach, mm. enjoy it, and come back. Don't do things to just to maintain a certain um, image when you know, like, real, like deep down, like you're suffering. Um, at some point, I think in our lives, we might have, not everybody, but we might have to like scale down on the things we do. There's no shame in doing that if you know that at this point, I have to scale down. I have to work harder so that I can go back to my life. Mm-hmm. A lot, you hear a lot of stories of people going from, from, rich, from riches to rags. Maybe necessarily not because they were just, um, I mean, people going from riches to rags because they were still trying to maintain this. Yes, they were unable even, to adjust. Exactly, you know. exactly. So don't do that, you know, just, just be humble. Just be true to yourself. Know that at this point in my life, I can't afford it. So I'm going to have to make changes until I can, I can go back and, and afford it. Because wouldn't you rather li- live a, a stress-free life than live in some sort of, you know, um, live opulently. I have on, a G wagon, but I can't afford fuel. I know, right? So on on borrowed glory, you know. So let, let's think about that. Let's think about like sticking to what we can afford. Be it your 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 children's school clothes you wear. Let's stick to what you can afford, just to, just so that you can live a, a stress free life. Shout out to Ghanaian celebrities. Listen, <laughs> let me tell you, Uh-oh. I know that you people don't have money. Okay, mm. I know it. Um, so when they come and they do all these uh, Ghana film awards and then they stand on the red carpet and they're like, who are you wearing? <laughs> who, who, who told you to start doing that? Who are you wearing? Who, who are you wearing? Who can you afford to be wearing? Some of you, they're giving them 2,000 Ghana per movie and stuff and you come and stand there saying, I'm wearing a Dolce & Gabbana. Who gave it to you? Look, 
Just yeah. say my seamstress made it for me. I it's know. gorgeous. There's no, there's no shame in that. If Why that do you want beautiful. to listen, Kate Blanchett or whoever? That dress she's wearing, she didn't even pay for it. Yes, they get it for they free. Delay, don't they yes, oh, as they advertising mm. to promote you. Mm. So you now coming to say, Oh my, my shoes are Louboutins or what where did you get it? Just just it's not and nobody it's like as my cousin says, <laughs> nobody gave you this pressure. You I know, know. Like, that's the thing. We didn't ask, we're not expecting yourself. to see you doing any of these and things. And people are stressed just because they have to maintain a certain image. Like my oh, hair, my Brazilian. I know weave. because my friends are doing like and the rappers, the rappers, you people. Let me know. I know you guys don't have no money. I know it. Okay. Some of them have money. Maybe a few. Maybe one, like one out of one. Unless you're stuck. Somebody, or, yeah, I know. <laughs> Look, just keep it real. Wear your t-shirt and your jeans. Mm. Togo jeans or whatever it is. We're not here. We're here for the content. It's mm. not really the appearance. Yeah. Come, just so you're giving yourself stress that we've not asked you to. Yeah, <laughs> nobody has yeah, asked for yeah. you to don't, do Don't don't do that. Don't do that. So don't go and borrow to be bro- to be to be broke. It's it's not worth. Oh. Or to keep an, an image, keep up an image. It's yeah. it's not worth it. At the end of the day, you're just gonna be stressed. You just that stress you're gonna put on yourself. Nobody else is going to feel it. <laughs> just you, you alone in your corner with because your stress. Because of Instagram, I know. Calm yourself. Like, no. for, feel free. Mm-hmm. I don't feel do free. that. So that that's my two pesos. Keeping up appearances. Thank you. Right. All right, so I have a shout out, yes, yes, and this yes. goes out to Mami Nyakon, hey, Mami Nyakon aka thank you. Tweety, yeah. aka Dimples McGee, <laughs> aka Debo. Oh, you've got names. <laughs> yes, um, I just want to say thank you so much. Mami Nyakon has been our official PR oh, slash marketing thank you. person. Thank you, thank like, you, thank you. Like, super sweet. hardcore. Mm. Like, she's going harder than I am on oh, this, lovely. and it's just, it always warms my heart, and You've been there for me and you've supported everything I've ever done Lovely. from day one. Lovely. And I love you. I miss you so much. And thank you. Thank, thank you. you to everyone. We, are, we, we get it. so many messages from you guys saying yes. how much you love it, things we should talk about, things yep. like that. I'm so supportive, but continue to share so yes, that please. we don't have to lean so heavily on friends and family. Exactly. <laughs> share with your networks and all of that. You know. But thank you. Episode five. Thank you. I didn't think I would be here. <laughs> <laughs> If you enjoyed the episode and you're listening to us on any of our platforms, please give us a thumbs up. Remember to subscribe and we'd also love for you to share this episode with your friends. Let's continue the conversation. We'd like to hear your feedback. Information on how to reach us on our website can be found in the description. <laughs>